Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, hey, friends, welcome back. It is Fearless Friday on the Make Life Matter podcast. And each Friday, I share a short but impacting devotional, maybe from one of my Bible studies or books. And I introduce you to some of my fearless friends who are making their life matter for the kingdom. That's what's happening today. And my special guest is Lavondolin San Kitts. We've been chatting here, and I know that you're watching this or listening in March, but today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And so we have had just a wonderful conversation, chatting and sharing just hearts together and the beauty of progress that has been made, the beauty of progress yet to be made. And so I'm celebrating today with Lavondolin how God is using her for the kingdom of God. So she's here to help us understand the difference between success and supernatural success. And it starts with faith. She's affectionately referred to as that via faith is action coach. And LaVondola has been coaching entrepreneurs of faith for over 15 years. She's the author of six books and she's the host of the FIA Good Morning podcast. She reveals the number one lie today that entrepreneurs of faith believe that's keeping them from seeing the supernatural success that they're looking for and desiring in their lives and businesses. Welcome, LaVonda. I'm so honored to have you here on the show. Hi, Angela. It is such a blessing to be here. I am fired up to sit in this. <laughs> I love it. Fired up, fired up. Love that so much. And your mantra is faith is action. Fire. How do you help, especially women, fire up their faith? You know, I believe that faith is everything. I believe that faith is everything. Um, Emerson once said that nothing great can be done without enthusiasm. Well, he had a little bit of it. He had a little bit of it. I believe that nothing amazing is done without faith. And faith is the cornerstone of everything, especially for those of us who are in the faith and of the faith. When we fire up our faith, we give glory to God for everything that he's done. And so when we walk in our gifting, when we, you know, walk in the skills, the natural skills that he's given us, the visions and the dreams that he's given us, when we walk in it and we do so wholeheartedly believing in God, trusting in God, he does amazing things for us in the marketplace. And so I love to help women fire up their faith. I do that through Bible studies that are specifically geared for entrepreneurs. I also do that through coaching programs and, you know, books that I've written, live events that I have all over the country. I love it. I was born for this work. <laughs> I love it, Levon. It's, it's very evident to hear you talk and just how your face lights up when you talk about the way that you love seeing other women walk in their calling. And we have both men and women here on the podcast. So if you're listening and you're a man today, she's still going to help us fire up our faith. I love that. I'll never forget that now. What a wonderful little slogan. So talk to us about your own journey. What has led you to that? This is your passion. This is the, where your heartbeat is for kingdom purpose, because your own journey of faith and business has taken some fascinating turns. So tell us what led to the work that you're doing today. You know, Angela, I always tell people I was born and raised for success. 
Hmm. Not supernatural success, but for success. I remember being probably five years old, as tiny as I could be, literally like a little string bean, little small child, wailing on the floor, crying and begging for an Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if you remember back in the day where the, people, the salespeople would come and knock on the door and sell encyclopedias. Well, I come from a very humble beginning. And so my mother would literally buy one encyclopedia at a time. And she would say to me, you are five years old. You can't even read this book. Mm-hmm. But if that gives you any idea of at that age, I was hungry for words, hungry for knowledge, just truly um, excited about learning and growing. And that was the seed. So throughout the course of my life, just hungry for words, hungry for growth and for knowledge. And my mom encouraged that and she fostered that and she raised me to be successful, to do all the right things, go to university, you know, get my degrees. And I was on a fast track to the corner office until July 4th, 2004. 2004. My mother passed away suddenly from an aneurysm on that day. And uh, she was 48 years old and relatively healthy. And so that was a gut punch for me. And it was also like cold water on my face Hmm. because I realized here you are chasing the world's success. Here you are chasing that corner office, doing all the things that's supposedly necessary for success and feeling empty Mm. the entire time. And so August 14th, 2004, not even a month, probably a month after my mother's funeral, I found myself at the back of the church on my knees, praying to God and begging him for purpose. Mm. And I remember lifting my hands saying, Lord, I am no longer chasing my own plan for my life. I am no longer chasing the world's success. What do you want for Mm. me? What's your plan for me? Mm. What did you create me for? That day, Angela, he whispered in my spirit, Lavondolin, glorify me, Mm. glorify me. That day, I realized that we were all created to bring glory to God. And so two days later, I'm sitting in my home office (laughs) and I was like, okay, what am I going to do to glorify God? Lord, what am I going to do to glorify him? And the only thing that came to me was right. That is what comes naturally to you. Words come naturally to you. Uh, You just, so just sit here and write. And that was the beginning of something called Joyful Noise Magazine. That magazine was the first of its kind in that market. That magazine opened the doors to radio and to television. Radio and television opened the doors to speaking engagements. (laughs) Speaking engagements opened the doors to coaching. And here we are 17 years later. God has just done a miraculous work from just that one thought, glorify me. Mm, It's so powerful. And the way we glorify God is so customizable, right? God is so good to your gift mix or my gift mix. But I think where so many women get stuck, LaVondolin, is we have a a traumatic experience like you've had with your mother. Thank you for sharing that and and entrusting Mm -hmm. us with that, that part of your story. We also have moments where we just feel like we can't get traction. Yes. So how do you encourage someone who's maybe listening today going, 
I don't feel like I have anything that would glorify God. I just feel stuck or I just feel like I'm sitting in the rubble of what I thought was going to be dreams. What's an encouragement you would have for them as they're listening right now, LaVondolin? We all get to that point. We all feel at some point like, I don't have anything, God. There's nothing in my hands, right? I don't have anything. I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, all of these things that we tell ourselves, first of all, those are all lies from the enemy. Those are all lies from the enemy because you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He has crafted you. The Bible actually says that you are a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works. So you absolutely have something. Mm -hmm. He has given you that something. He has specifically formed and fashioned you for you to glorify him. And so instead of wondering and worrying about whether or not you have something, take that same energy and go before him. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get on your knees at the back of the church like I did, but you can get on your knees in your prayer closet at home. You can get on your knees in your kitchen, wherever you happen to be and lift your hands and say, God, I say yes to your will and your way. Show me how to glorify you. Mm. Show me what it is that you have given me because we all have the same purpose and that purpose is to bring him glory, but we each have a different call and God has already predestined your call. He's already put inside of you all that you need Mm. to bring him glory in life and in the marketplace. And so go to the creator, right? We are the created and he is the creator. And so anything that we need to know about what it is that we are to do, we just go back to the manufacturer, right? And so so go and ask him, God, what is it that you would have for me to do? And that takes pressure. That takes pressure off of us. It's like, we have to have all the answers. We just have to have availability. Amen. Steward what he's given us. And if we bring our availability He brings the answers of how that's going to be happening. So you touched on lies there. What do you think the number one lie is that entrepreneurs of faith are believing that might be keeping them from seeing supernatural success, not just success, but supernatural success in their life and their business? Such a great question. Before I answer it, though, I have to determine or I have to um, make clear the difference between success and supernatural success. Sure. Because success again, is a success that the world offers, right? Mm -hmm. Supernatural success is a success that God creates. Mm. And the difference is one is achieved in the flesh. The other is received in the spirit. Oh, that's good. And so when I say that there is a difference in success and supernatural success, I think the one thing that entrepreneurs of faith that they're telling themselves that is a total lie is I have to do it. I have to do everything. I have to work 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours a week. I have to grind. I have to work hard. I have to make all of these things happen for myself. I have to do this and I have to do that. And we put so much pressure on ourselves to succeed when the truth is the goal is to surrender. Hmm to not do it in the flesh, to understand that by faith, 
He does it. He opens doors. He creates divine connections. He gives us the divine downloads for the books and the products and the services. Mm. He does it. Mm. Our goal is to submit. Our goal is to surrender. Our goal is to stay in the secret place. Our success is formed in the secret place. Oh, I could feel the Holy Spirit right now. (laughs) Our success is created in the secret place. We're not out in the marketplace in hustle and grind culture. That's good. That's good. It is not necessary. Now, does that mean that we don't work? Absolutely not. What it means is we sow our seeds, but we understand that harvest is of God. So what we do is we do the work and we offer it to him and then he blesses and multiplies. So the beautiful thing about supernatural success is we can't earn it. We don't deserve it. It is a multiplication that God does that only he does. Uh, I can give you story after story, Angela, of all of the amazing things that God has done for me in this business in the last 17 years that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt had nothing to do with Lavondolin. <laughs> but I know that I did not do. I actually had one of those subscription services, the number one subscri- subscription service for uh, Christian women, yeah. purchase over 10,000 copies of my book by faith. Oh, wow. That was a $30,000 payday. Wow. That was God. Yeah. <laughs> that was that nothing. For those of you I, that don't know, that does not happen every day. That does that's, not. That's miraculous. Yeah. It is not something that I did. That is what God right. does. And that's so correct. what I help my clients to do is simply position themselves mm. to receive of his glory, to receive of his goodness, position themselves by aligning with the will and the ways of God, by yeah. aligning with his principles, by aligning with his word so that he can bless and multiply. We may add, but he multiplies. Mm. And so it changes the way we do business. It changes the success that we experience in business. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's beautiful. That's, I love that. I love you kind of exposing that lie that we believe. I was a, I'm a call, I call myself a recovered perfectionist because <laughs> I understand that feeling of if it's up to, if it's going to be, it's up to me and I've got to do all the work, but mm-hmm. really that striving, that hustle is, is it's a tension. If we're living in that kind of space, yes. as opposed to the secret place, I loved your, your encouragement for us there. If we will stay in the secret place yes. and he will guide us in the marketplace. And I, Oh my, yes. Right. I mean, that's really yes. what you were saying because it's in the secret place that we hear from the Lord. Amen. We get the supernatural strategies that would be maybe something we would have never thought of, or that direct download that you talked about. And that's right. if you're listening, and you're like, well, I don't know if I've ever experienced that. Just begin to meditate on the word of God, sit in his presence, invite him into whatever. Don't just sit and plan and strategize and go doing, but say, Lord, you know, what are you saying to me? How do you want to uniquely use me, yeah. my gifting, my passions, my burden? So I've never heard anyone describe it that way, that focus on the secret place, yes. not for the exclusion of the marketplace, but so that when you are in the marketplace and really, if we're all in any kind of business or ministry, you're, you're in the marketplace because you're making money. I mean, let's just be honest. Like you, you want to generate income unless you're just, you know, 
very, very blessed and you don't need to generate income. Most of us need to generate. In that case, it's not a business. It's a hobby, right? It's a hobby. It's a, (laughs) you're really blessed. And the rest of us might have to work through our own jealousy, but that's another, another conversation. But for the most of us, I mean, we have to be okay with this conversation. It's not like the, it's not a dirty little secret that we need to make money, that we all are wanting to generate income and God wants to bless what we're doing. We shouldn't be so stressed out about income and and is this going to work well that we, it inhibits us from able to be free to do the ministry that God is calling us to. So I love everything you just shared. Yes. The other thing is not only should we not be stressed out about income, we should not feel like income is a bad thing. That's good. We should not be deterred by it. We should want it. Now we should not love it Mm. and we should not worship money. We only worship God, but we should certainly want it. And why? That's the question. Well, why? Because I hear a lot of people in the marketplace saying, well, it's not all about money. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. May I remind you about the uh, the story in the Bible? We always talk about the Samaritan, right? The Good Samaritan, and we always focus on how compassionate the Good Samaritan was. Mm, Everyone else passed, yeah. you know, the thief. Uh, you know, everybody else passed the person that was bleeding on the side of the road, but the Good Samaritan came and showed so much compassion. Well, if you keep reading, the Good Samaritan then took that hurt, broken person, put them in a hotel that cost him money, also stayed for two days, nurturing his wounds, taking care of him. Mm -hmm. And then he left and told the keeper of the inn, here's more money, take care of him while I'm gone. And so what we forget is it requires money to minister. It requires money to serve those who are less fortunate. Jesus says, listen, we are supposed to Feed this, feed those who are hungry, give water to those who are thirsty, take care of the sick. We are supposed to um, minister to those who are incarcerated, minister to the widows. We have all these mandates that he has left for us to do. I can't imagine doing those things without money. The yeah. more money we have, the more work we can do. The more money we have, the more problems we can solve. And so he wants to bring increase. He wants to bring increase because then he can use us to solve this world's problems. Mm. And so don't be deterred by money. You should be building to increase. And I tell my clients all the time, my entire community will tell you, we write a bigger tithe check. Mm. Our churches can depend on us. Yeah. I want my pastor to pick up the phone and call me personally and say, hey, Levondalyn, we're building a youth center. Can you help us? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that you address that because I do think maybe being raised in the church, my husband, my pastor, there is a bit of a stigma, even in pastoral ministry of, oh, you shouldn't, you know, did my tithe money go to you buying that? And I think we end up actually feeling ashamed of being blessed financially And, you know, then you feel like you have to stand there and make some rationalization or justification or explanation of, well, let me tell you what I did with my money. And we really need to move 
beyond that. I mean, mm-hmm. God wants Abraham was blessed. I love your example that you shared about. Yes, absolutely. He had compassion, but he, when you marry compassion with the resources, mm-hmm. I can have compassion for the women in Africa that I helped to do entrepreneurial programs and micro enterprise. Right. But if I just sit there and, and pray for them, there's nothing wrong with prayer. But when I can marry that prayer with a mandate of giving them a loan, so yeah. that then they can generate their own income. That's now right. you have a sustainable model of entrepreneurial leadership with women. And so I have been in this space for 10 years on, on the African continent. And I've seen firsthand how wealth, money, resources are a, requ- are, are a requirement to yeah. fulfill a mandate. Why would God give me a mandate to see women elevated and empowered pastors, wives, especially in remote parts of Africa, and then not give me the resources yes. by which to fulfill that mandate. That so is not God. it's not God. And we shouldn't feel pressure. We don't need to live in a scarcity mindset and, oh, it's somehow more holy and more pious to be struggling financially. And we also don't want to live in an idea that it's all about me and the money is all for me. You know, we're given wealth to be a blessing, to do something with that, to fulfill kingdom purpose with it. And that's why I love, I love your approach to everything that you're talking about. And you, uh, you really believe Lavondolin, which is why you're in this space that the needs of entrepreneurs, especially faith-based entrepreneurs are not being met. So before we wrap up, I I really want them to hear again. I know you coach and do some things. You've written books, but how are you specifically kind of meeting the needs of these entrepreneurs that are feeling unfulfilled? What resources do you offer that they can connect with? Yeah, I I love that you asked that question because um, like I always say, we do business differently. Hmm. Those of us who are in the faith, We do business differently and we have different needs. And so I believe that, you know, the word of God is our fire. It is our fire. Jeremiah actually says, if I don't talk about him and I don't talk about his word, I don't know what I would do. His word is like fire shut up in my bones, Mm -hmm. right? And so we are the same way. And so I am careful to make sure that I lead with the word of God. Again, doing Bible studies from the word of God to encourage, inspire, and build up the body. Because it says in, in 2 Timothy, we already know that the word is for instruction. It's for correction. It's for reproof. It's to thoroughly furnish the man, right? It's yes. to thoroughly furnish us. And so I am constantly leading with the word of God. I am not afraid of scripture. I am not afraid of quoting it. I am talking about Jesus. I am using, I use the word of God to teach copywriting. I use the word of God to teach marketing. I am, I use the word because it is fully equipped. Yeah. It is loaded with everything that we need. And so uh, biblical Bible studies specifically for entrepreneurs of faith. I am also doing coaching programs. I have something called the city of light uh, because I believe that there is a city. Jesus says we are the light of the world and we are a part of the city that is set up on a hill. And so city of light is a city of entrepreneurs that I am building that is going to be international. Mm -hmm. Jesus is already showing me 
the vision. He's shown it to me. Mm. And so I'm building this city and encouraging these entrepreneurs to stand up and begin to shine in the marketplace Mm. for the glory of God. And so the City of Light is a program. I equip them every single month in different areas of business. There are classes that help to build them up and to be better today than they were yesterday Mm. so that we can shine. And then I also have FBS three, which is a 12 week business school specifically for entrepreneurs of faith. And when I say it's a 12 week business school, it is a business school, but only six weeks is, is covered in like, we cover business in six weeks. So marketing, branding, you know, all of the things that people are used to, but we have six weeks of spiritual training. I love it. Because you can do all of the marketing and all of the branding and have all the beautiful websites. But if you're struggling in your mindset, if you're struggling with fear and you're struggling with all of the things that the enemy puts in the way, you will never do it. You will have all the things, but you will never shine for the glory of God. Mm. And so we do six weeks of biblical training. Mm. And I love that. That's my favorite part of the program. And so (laughs) FBS3 is literally a school for those who are prepared to launch a product or service and uh, to do it God's way. And I, and then I have something called Blaze and Blaze is a mastermind program. It's the same thing. How do we blaze the trail yes. for the glory of God? How do we take your brand and make you different, mm-hmm. make you different, make you stand out in the marketplace because mm-hmm. we are created to be a peculiar people. And so I, I love coaching entrepreneurs of faith. I love coaching from the word of God. And I know my energy is fire, but really the fire is his. (laughs) The fire is his. (laughs) And you're just getting, I mean, if you're listening or watching, you're just getting a little taste. Can you imagine being coached by Levon? Like, I'm like, where do I sign up? I'm so fired up myself right now. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to make your life matter. I mean, we, we all want our lives to matter. And the reality is it takes money in this world. Not always. You can make your life matter in any way. I don't want you to feel like you have to have wealth in order for your life to matter. But obviously we want to not have any limitations. Let me say it that way. We want to remove any limitations from being fully available and fully accessible to all that God has for us. So whether that's an internal barrier, like a mindset, like Lavandalin is sharing, or an external barrier, such as finances, he can help you to identify those, remove those, and to step towards supernatural success, which is what we've been talking about here on the podcast today. So maybe it's new for you. Maybe you've been feeling like, oh, I thought I I had to kind of keep the conversation about money in the closet. You know, Jesus talked a lot about money. It's not like it's it's not a taboo subject. That's we need right. to talk about it. We need to 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 give it to the Lord just like we do every single other area of our life. Even in the last couple of years, I have you know I've, I've I haven't prayed this way to be honest, Lavondalin, but the last couple of years I've really prayed, Lord I have more on my heart to do in the yeah. trafficking space, in the pro-life space, in traveling, in entrepreneurial and micro enterprise. And I'm not going to be able to do some of these mandates that I feel burdened for without the resources. Amen. So why is it? Go ahead, go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I'm just saying why, if we're going to sit in the secret place and get the download, why mm. wouldn't we marry that with, and then God, now I'm asking you for the resources for the strategies, for the insights 
in order to have that happen. The other day I was talking with someone um, about an investment he had made in, in part of my ministry. And he just casually said, well, it, do you need more than that? And, and just graciously, I said, no, 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 that you're, you're being so gracious. But then I thought later, like, you know, how quickly we just say no, when maybe God is trying to provide an opportunity. I just think we have to be more we have to remove this kind of negative stigma that's associated yes. with it and know that God wants to bless us so that we can fulfill kingdom purpose in our life. And we have to receive it by faith and yeah. we have to align our way of thinking with the word of God, True. not with traditional teaching, not with fear that has literally, you know, infiltrated the church, not with those things, but what does the word say? Because yes. the word says in Ecclesiastes that money is a defense against trouble. Mm. And it is money solves problems. And like my mom used to always say when I was younger, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. And like, I love that because again, if there is a problem and someone comes to me, I am more than willing to pray. I am more than willing to lock arms and serve, but how much more powerful is it when I can put money up to solve that problem? That's right. So many problems in the world can be solved with money, hunger and clean water and all of the things that we struggle with in these third world countries countries, we can solve with money. Mm -hmm. And so God wants to increase us so that he can use us. The goal is to be a distribution center, Angela. I love it. I want to be a distribution center. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And and I'm going to put this in the show notes. I want to make sure they know how to spell your website so they can find you. So Lavondolin Sand Kids, and that's L-A capital V-O-N-D-I-L-Y-N, Lavondolin Sand Kids. But her website is what she's been talking about with the FIA today. That FIA Coach, and it's F-I-A, thatfiacoach.com. So head there. You can find out. Everything else you'd want to know about Lavondolin, take her mastermind, her coaching classes, her resources, her books are there. Lavondolin, I literally feel fired up. I mean, I was, I was a bit tired coming into this conversation and uh, getting over some some illness in the last couple of weeks. And just, I feel so energized. I, I'm just, I can see um, just the kingdom purpose that God has ignited in you. And I think when we tap into and we align with our kingdom purpose, like Ephesians said, he's already created good works for you in advance that he created for us to do. So we don't have to manufacture these good works. We just simply have to say, God, what are they? Help me get in alignment with them. Help me hear your heart. And, uh, and so go back and listen to this. She's given us practical steps to move into supernatural success, defining what that looks like in our own life and starting with the secret place before you head into the marketplace. So thank you, LaVondolin. Thank you for your heart to see entrepreneurs shine as a city on a hill. And thank you for the way you shine. Thank you for your voice in our generation. It's so needed, so valued. And I would love for you to pray over our listeners as we close today. Absolutely. And thank you for having me here today. It's been my honor. 
Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for every soul that is listening today. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will remind them today that they have been created for your glory. Remind them today, God, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you have numbered the hairs on their very head, that you have a plan for them to prosper them, not to harm them, a plan to give them a hope and a future. God, remind them that you have already deposited every Everything that they need in them. There's nothing that they have to do, that they have to work or strive for. Strife is a fruit of the flesh. And so God, I ask that you would remind them that all things are done by your spirit. It is not by power nor by might, but by the spirit. Spirit, saith the Lord of God. And so the Lord, I, I ask you right now, Lord, to just fire them up in their spirit. Equip them, Lord, to do what you've called them to do and to be who you've called them to be. God, bless them. Establish the work of their hands. I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone listening today. God, that you would fire them up and use them for your glory. Lord, I pray over Angela that you will continue to do a mighty work through her and through her family. God, I pray that you would continue to expand her territory, enlarge her territory so that her voice will be your voice heard in the kingdom and in the marketplace and in the world at large. Lord, I ask that you would strengthen her and meet every need in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we thank you today and we are careful to give you the honor, the glory, and all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.